You're listening to Irish Radio Canada's Home and Abroad and uh, the Gaelic Athletic Association is a long established association in Ireland going back to the 1800s, late 1800s when it was founded and it was founded on a parish basis in Ireland so rivalry between parishes was something that was always quite keen but as time has gone along with emigration and with changes uh, the GAA have expanded and are now all over the world, wherever the Irish are, the GAA can be found, both football and in hurling. And it was in, as far as I recall, 1994, 95, 90, uh, sorry, 1974-75-76 time frame that the Ottawa Gales was founded. And uh, some of the founders of the Ottawa Gales are still around and are very much involved. But the other interesting thing is Ottawa is part of the Ulster um, groupings when it comes to the, the province of Ulster when it comes to how the, the GAA is designated and recently Kerry Mortimer from the Ottawa Gales um, had the privilege of travelling to Belfast in order to receive an award and we're going to hear all about it and we're going to hear a little bit of background on the club, how things are and Kerry, thanks a million for coming for a chat Thanks Austin, great to be here So I give a little bit of background since mm-hmm. the 70s the club mm-hmm. has been going here it has gone through ups and downs, ups and downs depending on waves of immigration I would say and, and things like that How would you define the strength of the club now? Uh, it's probably at its, at its best and peak, I would say. When you look at uh, sort of our general membership, it's probably the highest it's ever been. And one of the key reasons for that is because of our expanded youth program. And the expanded youth program, to put it in context also, is it is unusual uh, outside of Ireland uh, that GAA would be in the school program anywhere. And I think uh, while Ottawa is probably um, one of the very, very, very few in the world that have successfully managed to get it into the schools. Yeah, definitely, especially for this many years. So we, I mean, the club, as you said, started in 1974. Pat Kelly came over from Galway and uh, set up in Ottawa and started the club, and it's been going strong since then. And his cousin, Breida Kelly, started the ladies' program in 1988. Um, And in 2000, actually, is when we first started with the youth program, and it was really some of the men's and ladies' club members who were teachers and in the school boards, their love and passion for the sport, they thought, well, we have to bring it to the kids and, and put it into the phys ed program. And so we started working with the school boards locally and have had it in the school programs and, and culminated in each year a big tournament of you know upwards of 600 kids over a two-day period in grades 7 and 8 playing um, Gaelic football. And so that started in 2000, and then, yeah, even that sort of had its waves of ups and downs. But I'd say over the last five years, we've had a really renewed focus on it. And we have, you know, invested and brought over, um, you know, determined that we need, we were all volunteers, Mm -hmm. um, but we needed that extra bit of help that um, we could bring over qualified coaches from Ireland to go into the schools and from Monday to Friday teach it as part of the phys ed curriculum. And so we've been able to do that. And as you mentioned, we're paired with Ulster GAA. Uh, each international unit is paired with a, a different count, uh, you know, different uh, organization in Ireland. So we're paired with All Street GAA, and they have been fantastic supporters of us over the years, and really helped uh, to really, you know, get that off the ground and support us that way. When you say in that context, like is Toronto 
uh, PEI and the other Canadian clubs, are they all part of Ulster? Uh, yeah, so we're paired with Ulster. Okay. So Canada as a county, yes. so the Canada GAA, we are paired with Ulster So you're good. Canada is considered a county under Ulster? Uh, well, we're a county of our own, and then yeah. Ulster is paired with us. Okay. They are, you know, they're our partner, and okay. they help us. And each international unit has a partner organization in Ireland. Okay. And so Ulster is partnered with Canada, and so from coast to coast to coast. Yeah. You know, from Vancouver to PEI, um, Ulster GAA is a, a proud and and you know very instrumental supporter of um, the Canada GAA. So they come over to our convention each year. Right. Um, you know, there's regular meetings and. And support given between Ulster and Canada GAA, and they're just uh, you know a very important part of our right. development. Now going back to the schools program, uh, of course, um, you mentioned that you can have up to 600 kids. There are not 600. Well, there may be, but there are not 600 Irish kids nope. going to schools no. in in Ottawa. So obviously that means that many of the kids playing Gaelic football or in Gaelic games are not Irish, have no connection with Ireland whatsoever. Absolutely. I mean, the vast, vast majority. There may be a handful that perhaps have Irish heritage, right? Uh, and maybe even discovered their Irish heritage through this. But you know, mo- these are Canadian kids yeah. being introduced to what to them is a brand new sport. Uh, and they, they love it because it is, well, because Gaelic games are, there's so many enjoyable aspects of it, and they absolutely are drawn to it and love it. Uh, but no, this is not, Ottawa as, as a city and an area does not have a lot of Irish immigration. So if you look at sort of the big pockets of immigration mm-hmm. in Canada today, it's in Toronto and it's in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. They have, you know, massive numbers of immigration. Ottawa does not. There would be, you know, sort of a handful of um, Irish immigrants who are involved in our club at any one time currently right um, but no it's Canadians we are you know our ladies team there we maybe have one or two Irish ladies on our team but they didn't actually even play Gaelic games in Ireland so right. they were introduced to Gaelic games here so we are really a pure Canadian team on the ladies side and on the men's side we have you know maybe maybe half a dozen at most of the men are you know immigrated to Canada but really it's it's a sport in Ottawa for Canadians now when you look outside of Ottawa then uh, across the rest of Canada has has any other group, any other club been as successful at, at accessing the school system? Uh, you know what, they're, they're starting. Right. And uh, so I, you know, this year we had a fantastic program again that was spearheaded through Ulster GAA and we partnered with St. Mary's College in Belfast. Mm-hmm. And so we had student teachers who came over and they went across the country. They were in Vancouver and PEI and Ottawa and Toronto and Montreal. So in five locations we had students come over who went into the school boards. So although the Ottawa Gales, we've had coaches over the last five years, I think there was sort of a sense that, oh, this is, can be a successful model. And so we were able to, through the Canada GA and Ulster GA, come up with a partnership where they sent over the students um, to kind of introduce it in these other locations mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, rave reviews. Uh, very successful and very well received uh, because the Gaelic games are, from a teaching and physical literacy perspective, uh, very well received by teachers and especially like phys ed teachers mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, it's, it's every, it's jumping, it's running, it's catching, it's kicking, it's everything from a phys ed curriculum can actually be taught through Gaelic games. And it's not overly body contact? 
No, not so at all. Not, there's, not, no ta- there's not tackling in the sense of, uh, you know, where rugby of tackling yeah. or, or fo- you know, Canadian like hockey, football hockey or hockey or, or anything like that. So, no, it's, uh, it's a very safe sport um, from that perspective. It's, yeah. you know, it's, it's, there's not any sort of t- big tackling that happens. So. so then looking at Canada as a country with um, different areas, how is Canada split up? Is there an eastern region, a western yep. region, central yeah, region? Yeah, so Canada as a county, we have three divisions okay. within Canada. So we have the western division, which goes from uh, Calgary, or sorry, from Vancouver to Winnipeg, mm-hmm. and then uh, we have the Toronto division within Ontario, and then uh, from eastern Ontario, from Ottawa out to PEI, is the eastern division. So okay. we're split into three divisions, and we, you know, we have a divisional committee. Uh, it's sort of like your, you know, city, provincial, and federal government. Right. We have the same within Canada. So as a club, we are sort of our local government. We have our divisional government as our province, sort of Mm -hmm. to say, Mm -hmm. and then our federal government is our Canada GEA. So we're governed that way. So coming up soon, I understand that you're heading to PEI for what would be the Eastern Canadian. Correct. Yeah, we have our Eastern Canadian Championships for the senior and ladies men. So yeah. that happens the September long weekend. So that'll be September 1st in PEI. Right. Uh, last year's were in Ottawa. So yeah. we were proud to host that and had a great, uh, you know, great tournament and great turnout from everybody. And so we'll all be packing up and heading out east. Good 14-hour drive to PEI. Right. Uh, and then, but prior to that, we have, from our youth perspective, we have the Continental Youth Championship mm-hmm. happening. It starts uh, August 1st in uh, Boston this year and so we have actually our biggest contingent so this is the 14th year of the CYC and we as a club in Canada are the only club that have attended every single year since its inception Okay. Um, and you know some of our uh, very active volunteers have been involved in the CYC steering committee uh, since the beginning, Jarlith Connaughton had been involved from the beginning and Carrie Beeching has uh, been very involved and Lisa Wright now is on the steering committee Uh, so these are all our club members and so we have uh, I think it's 53 kids this year uh, or a little bit more and then uh, at the Eastern Division we're actually pleased and proud now to have not uh, I think seven from the Montreal Shamrocks seven youth from the Montreal Shamrocks okay. also joining us and amalgamating okay. with us this year so as an Eastern Division we're growing and okay. for sure you know part of that reason that's happening is even the you know the student teachers coming over and all that the Montreal Shamrocks have been doing to sort of focus on growing their youth program and Montreal is some similar in that they don't have a massive Irish population in Montreal. So mm-hmm. They have a similar um, situation to us where they really need to focus on the local Canadians to be able to grow our grow. sports. Right. And they've been, Montreal's been doing a phenomenal job on that as well. So the CYC, the Continental Youth uh, Con- uh, Conference, um, this year you're heading to Boston. Uh, last year I understand was Buffalo, was it? Mm-hmm. Um, it's been in San Francisco. Yep. It's been in Chicago. Yep. And that's just to give an indication that it is continental. Yep. So when you go south of the border, um, how many clubs uh, would come for that? And then when you add in what would come from north of the border? Well, the vast, vast majority are from the U.S., mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, so I don't know the number of clubs. I do know there's about 2,500 kids playing Gaelic games, so okay. Gaelic football, hurling, and camogie. Right. Uh, so it is something else. It is the largest youth tournament outside of Ireland, and right. it is really a spectacle. When you get there and you just see field after field after field of kids playing the Gaelic games from sort of U8 up to U18, mm-hmm. uh, it's really a phenomenal experience. Um, but, yeah, I don't know how many clubs, but perspective 
perspective-wise, if there were 2,500 kids, we would have less than 100 from Canada. Right. Yeah, so Toronto Chieftains are sending a contingent as well, and I think they're in and around 50 kids or so as well. Okay. And so, yeah, so we're probably about 100 to 120 kids uh, playing in it from Canada okay. of, you know, 2,500 in terms of scale. And then in the U.S., um, I suppose it, practically every state would be represented. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't know about sort of the southern states, but definitely, you know, in the northeast, mm-hmm. you know, the, the typical where you see the massive Irish immigration and a lot of, you know, the kids you see, definitely there's, you know, first generation Irish kids or even, you know, immigrants of this year. But I know, you know, there's clubs in New York, like Rockland, for instance, are doing a phenomenal job in uh, bringing it to American kids as well and expanding right. it. They probably have six or seven hundred kids, um, you know, present at uh, in their clubs. So. Right. So let's talk about uh, your trip to Belfast and what brought that about and yes. uh, how it happened and how yes. you, how you got the attention that you got. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And who the competition was. Oh. Okay, yes, yeah, that was phenomenal. About eight weeks ago, um, I went I went to Belfast to represent the Ottawa Gales. Um, so I had written a submission. Uh, every every year, I think for the last 16 years, the Irish News has done the GAA Awards. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the last four or five years, they added a new category, which is the GAA Overseas Club of the Year. Okay. And so I saw that category and I thought, oh, okay, maybe we could qualify for that. So we yeah. had to write a submission. And, and we really focused on our youth program because in terms of sort of international youth, units, um, you know, a point of pride and a point of focus for us has been our youth program, mm-hmm. and we have, you know, well over 200 kids involved in it, uh, and so I, you know, wrote about that and what we've done there, and bringing over coaches and expanding it and getting into the school boards, and so, you know, much to our uh, pleasure and, and, and nice surprise is we were awarded uh, the Overseas Club of the Year, and so that came up, and so we, you know, just, we, I, was, I got the opportunity to go over and accept the awards, so I was in Belfast at the Wellington Park Hotel, and it was a nice afternoon, and uh, uh, and, you know, it was phenomenal to be there and be amongst, I mean, it was Ulster clubs that mm-hmm. were recognized, but even just listening to all the different programs that, you know, there was uh, recognition for coaching programs, for development, for schools programs, uh, you know, I, and I can't remember the names of the clubs, but, you know, different ones that won, like there was, you know, 10, 11, 12-year-old kids who had done a schools program where they did a full training, e-learning curriculum on here's how you learn your uh, Gaelic games uh, skills, right. and they put this online and you know so there's a phenomenal passion and for Gaelic games that was demonstrated there and for us to be a part of that um, was really fantastic and uh, you know it really even for our club members back here kind of talking about it and knowing that we're in, you know, pretty esteemed co- uh, mm-hmm. company, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to be part of this and be recognized in this way. So it was very inspiring for club members, and it kind of gave us a, you know, we kind of felt part of something bigger, you know, because you know, as an international unit, we are kind of out here, mm-hmm. and we're sort of this obscure sport, and the GAA is not known, you know, it's not the fabric of society that it is in Ireland. It's, That's right. You know, we're educating people not just on what this sport named Gaelic, you know, Gaelic football is, but we're educating them on what the GAA is and introducing to them, you know, the ethos of the GAA. And and it is unique. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, probably, I I mean, a bit of an assumption, but in Ireland, I think probably you take it for granted how unique and how phenomenal an organization it is. And it's really when you get outside and in these international units that you recognize. I mean, my kids play soccer, they play hockey, they play ringette, which is a, you know, Canadian sport. And so I see it. I'm involved with other sports 
organizations, um, and the GA is unique. Um, the ethos of it, and the you know amateur based and volunteer, and everything you know goes back into the organization. Um, it's it's a phenomenal organization. Talking of the organization, one of the areas that I know the GEA has been particularly strong in trying to promote is on the issue of mental health and there's a great awareness within the GEA as I understand it of the need because of the tentacles that the organization has within Ireland but also outside of Ireland as a means and a conduit to assist and, and people to reach and people to be reached. Mm -hmm. Has have the Gales um, yeah. t embraced, or, or yeah. you're you're very much involved in that aspect? Yeah, definitely. I mean, anything that really comes out from the GA, it, it goes through. You know, it goes to the county, then it goes to the division, then it goes to the club. So anything that sort of any you know um, awareness programs and policies and anything does come to us, and it mm. certainly we embrace it, mm -hmm. and then we put it out to our club members. And so yeah, I mean, definitely it's something we have. You know, posters at our indoor youth training, we have big posters up around uh, mental health and, and things like that and so we definitely um, have a focus on that um, and it's, it's a very real thing and we've had clubs here in Canada deal very recently um, with tragic situations in regards to mental health mm -hmm. just you know a couple hours from us yeah. uh, in the last number of months yeah. so it's, yeah. it's a very real um, issue and in many cases you know when someone is struggling uh, oftentimes it's who and where can I turn and having an organization like the, the GAA uh, on their doorstep can be definitely a lifeline. Absolutely, because I mean, as and even for myself, I mean, yes, I, I do have Irish heritage, and I, you know, I was, I, I lived in Ireland as a kid, but I moved to Canada when I was five, hence this Canadian accent. But. Um, you know, it's a you. You start. I I think, and for me, it was. I started because I love the sport, but I stayed. I stay for the community, mm -hmm. and I think most people find that is. You know, you you kind of get interested because oh, somebody said start this. You know, interesting sport, and then they realize they you know are welcomed into a very inclusive community where um, you will always have support and people that care about you simply because you are part of the GAA and I have heard this and even seen this in other international units that it's even more inclusive in international units you know general stereotypically I suppose but it's even I know it's very inclusive in Ireland mm -hmm. but it, it really is often anyone who goes overseas their first call is actually going to be the GAA you'll find a place to live you'll find a job you'll find friends instantly and you know exercise which is all very important for mental health I suppose the difference would be in Ireland it is very parochial in every respect whereas once you step outside of Ireland it ceases being parochial and it becomes inclusive absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so um, the next uh, big thing as I say is, um, is CYC is before Yes. PEI. So the next big one is CYC. Yep. Yep. Boston, and then on on to PEI. Right. And then the snow will start to fly around November, and then we head indoors. <laughs> right. Now, as well as that, there are a lot of club games going on that you play with, particularly with Montreal and with uh, Toronto. Yes. Yeah. So our ladies are part of the Toronto League, and uh, you know we've had games sort of back and forth. So that's you know a four and a half hour drive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, quick little jaunt when you're in Canada. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you know May long weekend, we always have in our calendar the the Montreal tournament. A fantastic tournament there, and then yeah, our Eastern Championships is always in the in the calendar in the September long weekend. So it's a lot of travel. So I mean, yep. people who are 
if you want to get competitive games, we you know we just we have to put some time on the highway and, yeah. and to get those games. And we had our our, uh, our men last weekend had a uh, a junior tournament here, and it was sort of the the first of what we hope will be uh, you know an annual event. Um, and we named it the Robbie Chason Memorial Tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, Robbie uh, was part of our club for for many years and made a significant impact. And in fact, was the key person who, in back in 2000, started. Uh, the youth program in the schools. He was a teacher in the in the uh, school board and got us into the phys ed program. And sadly, um, within the last year, he he passed away quite suddenly and, and sadly. And so yeah, so we you know in his honor we started this tournament. So we had a junior team from Toronto and Montreal come down, and we're hoping that is going to grow into you know a bigger tournament from a junior perspective. Okay. Uh, because we do have sort of a you know uh, different types of levels because Toronto has so many expats. You know they're they're fresh off. You know there's county players. There's high-level players there, and Ottawa primarily has Canadian players, you know, we're sort of looking at a junior and senior, so by kind of creating this junior tournament, then we're able to, you know, for our men in Montreal and even Quebec City, where we have a lot of Canadians playing, we have sort of a, a more fair-level playing right. playing field. So. And then September, you have a tournament here as well, haven't you? Is there uh, yeah, so in about the third week of September, we have the Mike Robinson yes. uh, tournament, and that's a recreational, we have kids in the morning, and we have uh, the seniors in the afternoon, and it's a recreational, co-ed, uh, fun. We have teams, you know, Montreal generally comes, Quebec City, even down into the U.S., Syracuse and Albany um, have sent up teams as well, so and that's, that's a, an annual fun uh, fun tournament. Acknowledging Mike Robinson's contribution. Yes, yes yeah, and Mike Robinson, another uh, another team member who we lost uh, a number of years ago. Indeed, so. mm-hmm. indeed. We should wrap up. It's been fascinating to chatting with you. By the way, when games happen, where are they played? Uh, so for this year, the, the games are playing, being played out at Twin Elm Rugby Park, so okay. it's just, you know, sort of 15, 20 minutes from, from downtown yeah. um, and that's where we had our Eastern Championships. Right. And at the weekend, so if someone wants mm-hmm. to come out with a picnic or whatever, yep. it's a good place yeah, to go. Yeah, it's a great day out. It's a lovely it, pitch out there. Yeah. And the details of the games are going to be on ottawagales.ca. Yep. yep. All, of, all on our website, ottawagales.ca. We're there. We're on Facebook. Facebook we're on Twitter, Twitter. And yep. Instagram. Yes, Instagram. Yes. We're everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> we hope. I mean, anything you see, maroon and Gaelic football. You know, if you type Gaelic football in Ottawa into Google, yep. you're going to come up with the Ottawa Gales. Kerry, <laughs> um, it's been fantastic chatting. Thanks, Thanks a million. Austin. And uh, I understand we may be able to get reports from um, uh, Boston. Uh, I guess uh, yep. Noel agreeing that uh, he would do something. And also, when yep. you're done PEI, it'd be yep. fantastic. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we'd love because, to and we'd love to get a flavour of mm. not just the experience of the Ottawa people, but an experience of some of the the others from across the country, uh, the, the continent, and how they're integrating and enjoying yeah. the game. And it's great even, you know what, we'll talk to some of our kids, and, yes. and, and even if you, you know, these are Canadian kids who have fallen in love with the sport and with the community and the club, and uh, it's, it's amazing to hear. I kind of, you know, get goosebumps sometimes when I'm hearing these kids talk about what it means to them, because that's what this is about, is like, it's making an impact on their life today that'll be with them forever. Right. Um, you know, it's, it's a community, and the have great memories from this growing up. I'm going to jump back a minute before we wrap up to Belfast and just mm. when you were there, mm-hmm. um, the reaction of what would have been the Irish clubs and the Irish mm. uh, to what Ottawa has done. Yeah, you, that's, it's funny actually. I remember even just sitting in the uh, lobby before we went in 
and people started looking at me when they heard my accent. And I had, you know, our Ottawa Gales polo on, so they were sort of a bit confused because they thought, well, she's got a GA, you know, yeah. polo on, but she's got this Canadian accent. Like, what's she doing here? Yeah. Type of thing. And it was a bit of sort of amazement and then sort of like, Interest, high interest, yeah. and uh, you know, couldn't couldn't quite believe it. So, and really happy. And I even had this one club from Armagh was like, oh, okay, because we, we what we're hoping to do next year is take our youth players over to Ireland right. uh, and you know visit a different bu- bunch of clubs. And this Armagh club's like, come see us. You've got to come visit. And so very welcoming and very interested to hear. And I think it sort of opened their eyes a little bit to sort of wow, like we we've got something good here. Yeah. You know, so yeah. much so that people international. Um, you know, have, have bought into it and, and love it as much as we do. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Okay, Harry, thanks a okay, million. Thank you, Austin. And um, uh, you're listening to Irish Radio Canada at Home and Abroad, and uh, this program will be available 8 a.m., 1 p.m. Uh, during the week, and then you'll find it in the archive section, irishradiocanada.ca.